Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of The Revamped Founder. In this episode, we have Sharath Kruganti joining us. He is, the, he is a founder, community builder and podcaster. He is a head of community and brand at Threado. Previously, he has worked at incredible startups like Product Hunt, OnDeck, etc. And currently, he is building GuestLab.ai, which is an incredible tool for podcasters and is still in the making. But just an incredible tool. He has worked at startups which have one of the best communities in the world and has helped them and seen very closely how early stage startups build their communities and how you can do it too and how he did it for himself. In this episode, we talk about what is a community, what is the purpose of a community, and is it even important to create community, and how you as an early stage founder can build your own community. This is an incredible episode. Do listen to it till the very end. So, hey Sharad, hope you're doing well. Yeah, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Yep, it's a pleasure. I think, let's get into it. So, what is a community? That's a... (laughs) There are so many answers for that. I feel communities... I mean, it, it it also sets in a different tone, right? Based on what do you mean by community? I think purely it's set up of people coming together on a consistent basis. Uh, and usually someone, one or many people bring many people together. So I feel, yeah, that's what I would say a community is. And what is it specifically for early stage startups so there are many things early stage founders can get advantage of building a community Uh, for instance community helps bring solid feedback you know for your product if you're in an MVP stage they help you accelerate and give you direction where you want to go in, in building a product so that can be one benefit uh, there are multiple benefits. People basically like community helps you uh, bring different notions together, and uh, from a networking marketing standpoint, you know it's word of mouth. These champion uh, early adopters, you may call, uh, they'll help you spread the word organically. You know, for that instance. So uh, from an from an investing standpoint or funding standpoint, you get like good intros, warm intros from people you know, right? So. Think about more of like communities to me is like extended family, right? If you are an early stage startup and you have a co-founder, that means you are like parents, and the thing you're building is your baby, right? So you're a you're a small family, right? The more siblings you have for that baby, it's like you know, it's kind of like it's kind of like uh, employees, the VCs, and all that. So VCs is more of like grandparents, if I may call them like or uncles or aunts who kind of like help you but community is this extended family that you bring together where uh, they know you they're they're rooting for you and they want to support you in any way possible in the smallest way to the biggest way right so I would say uh, yeah if your startup is like kind of like a family um, community is like the extended family that you bring in and you invite them. And 
sometimes you invite friends right, right who become even closer to you than family so they know they need not to be someone who who's associated with you directly but you meet someone in the down, down the line in the in the journey of you building a startup so yeah i would i would i would put that way uh, to your first so that's what i'm saying like differ the definition differs from context so for for startups it's like this right for creators they're just passionate true fans for example that's like the popular phase you know you may get into for community uh or like audience audience is kind of like a community but uh, again i think my my biggest thing is don't get into definitions uh because it'll screw your mind do what you feel like doing like if you want to bring a set of people just do it like you know host an event you don't need to have uh big goals or like big uh you know kpis to match just really start simple but start with good intention you know so anyway i i can go on a rant here <laughs> but the point i want to make is do do things with good intention and do things where you feel like doing instead of copying others someone else is building community i don't want to build community or i want to build community so don't get into those and you know forget about all these definitions right um, do what your heart says at whatever stage you don't necessarily have to follow uh, a defined playbook yeah that's love the analogy of the extended family right there so what is good intention that you were talking about uh good intention can be something that others benefit more than you benefit from the thing you are doing so that's my way of uh putting a good intention it it means to me that you're genuinely craving to do or help others you know in along along the way you win as well so you root for others to win but um you do things in a way that you win at the end too right so i feel that's why i personally love uh being in startups because startups are all always about creating opportunities for others and along the way you basically make a name uh also like you know create products in a way that that impacts other people right so um i think yeah that's that's what's a good way to put good intention how do you so we're talking about different stages a little bit so how do you categorize a community at the pre-launch stage and the post-launch stage or in between two don't need to categorize anything <laughs> i just uh i feel that's what i'm saying uh if you get into more strategy when you build a community you lose the essence of the community itself so i would say dip into yourself of the excitement or the curiosity of bringing people together if you if you figure out figure that out first then you know once the engine starts like for example uh, you're an early stage founder you're building an idea 
and you're building an MVP and you're trying to like validate it. So you found like a couple of people who are interested in that idea and you're talking to them on a weekly to weekly basis, right? And eventually you figured out, you know what? I'm learning something from this particular person and I want to introduce this person to someone I know, like a friend of mine. And then you started like doing like, I don't know, like mastermind sessions, for example, right? For accountability, for example. So that means, yeah, you have a community right there. So you, you have a, you have a, you brought like a valuable uh, person to the table and you're introducing them to your friend of yours who are also in the same stage. That's it. So I, I feel don't categorize too much uh, and start really like authentically like that, right? And if you are like at late stage, you launched it, you have validation, everything, and now you want to accelerate, you want to scale. Then that's a different thing uh, where you then have more leverage to bring people in. And people also try to join the community because there is already stuff being done. At that point, it's like, you know, it's it's a different uh, way to build a community. So there are ways to build a community, but there is no, I think, at least in my opinion, there is no category. Community is community. Like group of, group of people are group of people, you know. So you don't necessarily uh, have to put a label on it. But I feel if you want to go a little deeper, I think for early stage people, finding true early believers are really important. For later stages, finding true ambassadors are really important. Like who are doing the work for them, for for the founders, right? But in the in an indirect way, early stage, we need believers. We need like those who say, "Hey, you're doing this right, or you're doing this wrong." Hey, you know what? I feel you should talk to this person. Probably that might help you go to zero to one, or they might say, "Hey." this is completely wrong direction you're you're chasing. So people who are early adopters, I feel the set of people may change, but there is no category for community in my opinion. Yeah, that's such an incredible way to put it. How do you find these early believers? I mean, it's a, it's a mixed set of people, right? Like, uh, I don't know, I can't really put a number, like this is 50% and all that, but some folks, they, they genuinely want to help others. Uh, they want to pay it forward because they know the pain or they've encountered the pain before of going from early stage founder to, you know, you know, successful founder, right? For example, like the, they've, they've seen that before. So some, they're like, okay, let me actually encourage this person, you know, and this founder is doing something really cool. Let me like, you know, put a word of faith in them. Some are like truly invested in the problem. Like, hey, I have a problem like this. This founder is solving it. Let me actually help him so that together we solve this and I'll get benefit out of it, right? So there are a set of folks who are like deep into the problem. There are a set of folks who are just like, yeah, you know what? This is this is a, such a cool idea, and the other founder is genuinely like kind of trying to solve it. Let's actually like you know help them. So you basically can find early believers by putting yourself out. You can't find uh, a group of people who 
you want them to believe in you by just sitting in your you know in an apartment or like in your house or like wherever you are like in in four walls you you have to put yourself out and that's why i think people should do things in public so that you get the exposure you basically increase your luck surface area and once you start increasing it once you start like betting on those attempts i don't know like you know at some point some something will hit not probably not in the beginning but eventually you know uh someone will say yeah you know what this is so cool I'll, let me support you that's yeah that's that's it but so which company do you think has created a really big or really valuable community yeah when notions great you know they they build a community accidentally i would say I, i've spoken to yeah. you know ben lang the follow the head of community there and no good friends with him uh they saw an opportunity that's coming towards them instead of creating an opportunity you know for community and they kind of like jumped on it let let's do this right that's one way of uh building a community it's basically being being is an observing mode and kind of like looking hey where are the opportunities where i can actually maximize it and take product hunt for example product hunt is one of the you know biggest and most amazing communities i've part of right and take ryan who or, or eric torenberg who actually built from ground up this was like 8 years ago 9 years ago story and they did it intentionally they wanted to find people like themselves who were into products Pro- ryan who were, they wanted like product lovers they can be founders they can be vcs they can be operators they can be just anybody who really loves new products right so they did it with intention what if they are so probably like you know they must have asked this question hey what is it it must be cool if we gather all of these people together right and they check out these products as like we so that's another way of like you know uh, building communities like purely communities can be born out of curiosity and out of opportunity so uh i think yeah there are these different ways notions great product hunts great reddit has an amazing community even though i'm not like super super i'm, I'm not even a beginner at reddit but i hear like amazing stories hubspot probably started one of the biggest b2b uh communities like you know uh with marketers and and all the stuff so yeah there like so many salesforce for example is they they did an amazing job with you know their trailblazers program it's kind of like an ambassador program empowering like you know uh people to do shit so i mean <clears throat> there are like tons of examples and we can go on and on the toggle about out intentional and unintentional community building so do you think every company really needs a community yes. no yeah. not every not every not i used to be the notion i'll be honest that everybody should build a community irrespective of the thing is every individual should build an audience and every company should build a community that used to be my notion uh, or like a kind of like an ideology but i slowly started to realize that 
not everybody needs one you know uh, i know people i know founders who raised millions of dollars and successfully build you know they build so many startups without doing anything in community and they have they have solid product and we know i mean they know certain people and they expanded and they did growth in a way that that felt natural to them so community should be built if it feels natural to you like purely should come from you and the unintentional way of building community is doing it for you know goals like i want to increase my revenue let me bring these people together i want to like increase my signups or i want to raise series a let's actually show that we have a community which will add another bullet point to the pitch i feel it in the beginning it it probably will uh swing you know and it'll probably like feels like you're doing something right but eventually if you don't love it because you won't get the results which eventually will make you feel like oh no what probably not so that's why we see a lot of layoffs happened in the community you know department if you if you want to call it like you know the first people to get fired from any startup you know is is community folks so because it's not a priority for them and people who founders who are community centric they protect community teams because they know the value so uh yeah not everybody wants or need need to build a community or even audience by by an audience running themselves no i feel like if it's a, it's a matter of question or not about why it's not about why not it's about uh are you purely enjoying this or not if you do really enjoy creating content on twitter like consistently uh yeah you know that's your that's your thing you will create content no matter how many followers you have and you just like once you once you figure that out that i love creating content i don't care about the number of followers for example or the audience they will come they'll definitely come but i i want to have probably like 100000 audience like you know by end of 2023 and let me actually like it will work i'm not saying it won't work yeah. but it won't last forever there's a difference the goal oriented community building will work but it won't last forever it's plain simple the the goal oriented building of audience works like there are so many people at least you know some of the folks who've started creating content on twitter they've grown so large so two things would happen they burn out they can't keep up they just lose momentum and once one either of that or they just like feel like this is too much right they don't have that kick so both of the cases people won't stick and people just move on so i think it's not the question of why not anything can happen if you ask like why not is yeah why not audience building uh for creators yeah why not but who realize it really like well okay i want to do it uh in the right way when this is the right way i would say in their own way basically instead of the right way in their own way meaning 
some folks write threads every day some folks write once in a week some write once in a month that's what you know it is it is what it is so uh some folks create podcasts like you some they don't and it's not about <clears throat> why not it's about like you know do i really 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 like um am i having fun creating what i'm doing so it applies to content creation product you know pretty much everything community uh that's the, that's the intentional piece i'm talking about should come with it that that's a really good point like people try to follow the playbook but miss out on this it's it's really important so we talking about twitter that so i personally want to go around about twitter a little bit so how do you deal with platform risk while building a community there is definitely a risk you know platform dependency is always kind of like a factor uh people consider well, i i feel that's why people are very much into you know building a newsletter list instead of building a follower list right because you own your audience if you build like a substack or anything even i think yeah i i feel there is always that risk you basically have to take a chance and uh but i feel yeah even i i didn't i didn't realize that i don't have a big email list you know i don't i don't i don't have like a substack um yeah the, the risk is always there you can't like you know skip it because we live in a world where we have to depend on platforms like you know even even email list uh as long as you have in your csv or your your own like in a computer substack can close two months from now who knows anything can happen right so that's why people should be detached to the results or creators should be detached and in part of the detachment is you know i don't care i can do it again right so whoever has that confidence will survive <laughs> whoever think that Oh my god like i had 1000 people are so precious they can they can do it again but do you play backwards if you have to build it again let's say let's talk in the real world so how would you build a community if you lost everything you or all the people that you made part of the community today it depends on where you are in, in in a situation where you are in right um i i wouldn't start a community at all i would start creating an audience first and not even that i would just focus on creating more experiments again going back to the basics if i fail if i lose everything i have today i really will focus on what i can contribute to the world so I'll probably like you know start a Twitter account again or a Substack whatever it is you know and start sharing like you know what I'm feeling or what I'm going through what I'm learning uh in that process you know it'll something will click right you write probably like a viral tweet or whatever it is and that will get some attention and you would repeat and rinse and repeat like 1000 times you know 
So I, I feel uh, focus on the inputs more than um, community is such a big thing. So first of all, I highly suggest people to like uh, tone down a little bit about community. It's again not necessary if you are. It depends on your situation, right? You you want to build a product, you definitely don't need a community. You need like a set of people who gives you good feedback. That's it. That's like the end for that. Achieve that. Graduate from it. Now you have something else to chase. Same thing with creators. Like your biggest worry is how creative can you be? How unique can you be? What are the what are some of the points that you can that everybody else is talking about that you won't talk about? What is something that differentiates you from others? I feel inputs. It's all about inputs, and eventually, you know, they'll come, and you will be fine again. You know. Uh, Something will happen. I don't know. I, I definitely, I, I'm not the person to give how-to guides because my life is kind of uh, formed in a way that everything is unpredictable. Everything is, I can't like really say, oh, this is what I did. I knew that this will happen. No, everything is an accident because I'm kind of like, you know, hopping on into my curiosity. So it's all about, you know, inputs. Uh, starting over, doing new things, doesn't matter what stages, focus on the inputs. Uh, outputs are definitely important. I'm not saying that be uh, be a monk. I'm not saying that, you know, detach everything. It is important, right? But it shouldn't be the first thing you think about when you wake up every day. The first thing you think about, am I... How, how am I trying? What is my effort level? Am I getting like you know excited for this? Start from there. Probably if you have like a ten point list, probably number five or number six can be like okay, let's get our revenue up, or let's do something to get revenue up. So I would make a list uh, like that, and definitely don't. I won't put goals or any other tangible things in the first three for example how do you manage hoping for things or exactly not knowing where it will lead you along with keeping the goals inside that's something I think a lot of people miss out on when you tell them to not focus on the outputs and just keep reducing things with your I think it it might sound slightly uh, philosophical, but if you again, if you so you can tell yourself that I I don't want to focus on outputs. That's that's not the mind shift you need to focus on, or you need to like train yourself. I feel shift it this way. Uh, what can I do today? Like, what kind of inputs can I provide, or what can I like? How much effort can I put? So I think. Flipping the switch is really important. And it won't happen. Like So I'm not saying that you sh- you, sh- you should wire your mind in a way that you never think about outputs. That's, that's you are not human, like Superman or s- superhumans. Right? Everybody has desires. Let's acknowledge that. Everybody has cravings. Everybody suffers. So I think that's inevitable. 
but let's not take it out of the picture but accepting is more important that you can train on your mind for example accepting is hey i really 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 can't get the results i want in whatever time frame i you know i put try that try going through that suffering my suggestion is don't even leave it for doubt really have chase the goal put like an output oriented uh, action my guess is 99% people will fail because it won't work like that or it works in the beginning but it won't work in in the later stages and you will go through that you will suffer you will go through that lows you will feel bad you will feel shitty you will feel like piece of shit you feel like you want to give up you have to go through that to acknowledge that oh you know what and th- that's where you become self aware and you realize yeah you know so i think that self awareness is really important what is something you really want right uh so the, the way i balance is sometimes i stumble not sometimes many times i just stumble and i think the times i i just like do it the right way or do it in a way that i feel comfortable or the ways that work every other way is like a mess you know i messed up i messed it up uh i made a mistake so i think your your question is more of like how can you balance not making mistakes that's never going to happen your so you can't balance you, you cannot i think you cannot you have to live with it that's the balance you have to live with that output oriented whatever it is that comes to your mind so the way you need to train is okay now i'm getting this thought let me actually like you know resolve it by saying i think it's it's for my best because i went through this or i saw i read a reference or someone someone more smarter than me told that don't focus on outputs or someone successful so either you have to like you know listen to the people you look up to you have to personally go through a lot of shit to be in a stage that yeah you know what i have i've realized this let me actually not do it again yep that and in kabir brazil this pivoty and that will then we'll wrap it up how do you let's say you've created an incredible community of a couple hundred thousand people how do you manage the community because you create things creating is the good part building is fun managing is terrible so i feel you know, if you're in a point where your community is scaling like crazy and you have you can't like you know manage by yourself the best thing to do is to hire people from the community itself yeah. i wouldn't go out and find someone who's like 10x expert in community building and bring someone from outside to manage the thing i'm building instead of that i would uh, i would advise people to like okay my thing is growing super fast this this thing is like you know growing in big numbers who are the champions that can replicate me when i'm out right so if you find those champion community builders uh, inside your community itself that that saves a lot of time a lot of effort you don't have to train them you don't have to like pitch them 
all you need to find is like good opportunity give them a good opportunity to excel like give them a opportunity to step up right so uh and i feel together like you know you build things and uh it can get tough because there are like so many people so the other thing i would do is i wouldn't scale the community at all it's not about big numbers or bringing huge number of people because you in reality you can't really give focus to each and every individual right uh there should be some, i don't know what number or it is like to extend where it is good enough that everybody is having a piece of pie but if you overscale it you know then you will start losing and at that point you don't have to worry about it if it's going by itself yeah let, let it grow so that's what product hunt is right now they don't really yeah. care about let's stop there is no way to like stop them that point you forget about engagement and you start worrying about uh really like what can i do for this people like how can i like you know launch initiatives that will help them right so that point it's not about engagement it's about more about you know doing like interactive stuff but not from an engagement standpoint right uh like that will be one way like how can i provide value i think unintentional communities create cults which increase our strength virtue by the people of the community mm-hmm. yeah that's maybe so i think uh we are way past the schedule and so i'll just we'll take a hard stop here and i'll just end it by asking one question sure what advice would you like to give to early stage startup founders who want to create community like it's a product or notion a thing like that one thing which you see repetitively in different startups that people did uh i would i would advise people to start a community of product instead of practice uh which is really around like around their product uh not around a hobby or you know there are different ways again it, it really depends on how things work but i i what i feel if you build like a strong product and you build a community around it high chances are you can grow you know nat- naturally and organically like notions a great example they don't even have like community when they built a product right uh they have early adopters or early believers that's a different thing so they've they've accidentally stumbled upon this opportunity like you know hey people are notion people who are using notion are reading once in a while in some city let's actually build an ambassador program that's literally how it started this on opportunity and now people are selling notion templates that's another opportunity so they started this creator program you know so uh you basically build like a solid product and bring people who are into it so that you don't have to sell the benefit the benefit is already there which is the product and you will have to focus on 
building it in a much better way. So, uh, community of practice can be, you know, can be possible too. Uh, I'm not saying it's not the, it's not the not the right way, but I would advise if even that's what I want to do it as well for my side project. You know, bring group of people uh, who see the benefit, but not anything else. Now, also, I feel first of all, ask your ask the question for yourself: Do you really need a community or not? You don't have time. If you don't have the energy, don't do it. Don't do it for the namesake. So that's like yeah. step zero. If that question, like, you know, passes, okay, I want to, I want to build a community. Then you figure out the other things. Awesome. Do investors look for yeah, communities and product? For sure, absolutely. They so investors. VCs, they feel much more comfortable if there is a solid product and there is a community that's supporting the product. Uh, there is the higher chance, not a higher chance, I would say it's different, like, you know, everybody thinks differently. There are, like, bigger uh, bigger things to prove, you have a big market and all that, you know. But it really adds up to the weight. So we definitely, investors find it, you know, there are many investors who are community-centric. They encourage founders to build community. They help. Ryan Hoover is one of them. Like he always encourages yeah. uh, his founders at Weekend Fund to, you know, find a way to intentionally build a community. Not again, just because you want to or you have to or uh, there is money, then you can hire like a community. That's not the way. Uh, but yeah, if you really like are passionate, you know, so that's the. F- Definitely, investors definitely have it. That's this was a short but I think an interesting episode, and I loved your perspective. Actually, I love the uh, examples. I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, anything you'd like to say? No, all good. I think yeah, appreciate everybody uh, for listening, tuning in, and thanks for inviting me, Adit. Happy to be here, and yeah, if you if you guys need any help, you know I'm I'm just one DM away. Uh, my DMs are open on Twitter, and yeah, uh, just do good stuff and it'll figure it out. So I recently uh, this saw this sh- show uh, about like you know exploring the world and whatnot, and the host goes to this place, Iceland, and their unofficial motto is it will figure out by itself or it will work out by itself. So I'm like very much inspired by that. You know, not to not to worry too much about like, you know, what's going on. You have to basically believe that, you know, it'll figure out by itself. So I think I'll I'll leave the audience with that. That was an yeah, your perspectives are incredible. No wonder that you run a podcast too. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate it.